Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Nerd of the Third Power, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy and awesome. I'm your host, Master of Ceremonies, Dr. Gonzo. With us, as always, in this epic quest of awesomeness is our resident anime goddess, the cat. Cat, how you doing? I wish we did videos so you could see me wave every time you refer to me as a goddess. I just start, like, waving to the non-existent crowd. (laughs) Do you you wave like the queen, you know, like... Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can do you one better. I'm currently sitting here in my pinstripe suit and tie that I, that I wear when I go up on stage and do stand-up, so, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I'm in full performance mode right now. <laughs> I'm wearing a nightshirt, uh, but then it is, it's quarter past eleven where I am. <laughs> so unprofessional. I know, uh, right? Alright, so that's, that, that's Skyblazer here. <laughs> and then, uh, we've also got Brian. Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, it's going to be a long week for me because I'm working five days in a row, but I got tickets to the Royal Rumble this Saturday. Or not Saturday, Sunday. I have something else going on Saturday. But, yeah, I'm counting down. All right, nice. Okay, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, five, five days of work followed by watching uh, two burly men beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, I call that a fair trade. <laughs> All right, but uh, we got a lot of show today, we, and uh, it's a, we're, we're discussing a subject that I've been really looking forward to, and that's uh, virtual reality and uh, my uh, post-mortem analysis of uh, the Oculus Rift, because I actually got to pick one up over the holidays, and uh, yeah, so you'll get to hear my thoughts on that, and we'll be discussing kind of VR in general, which would be loads of fun. Uh, how's, before- it, how's it post-mortem if it's still, like, alive? It would take an English professor to answer that question, and I am not that, so moving yeah, on. Vivisection sounds a bit uh, worrying, let's put it that way. <laughs> I was just to turn and go, okay, English professor, Skyblaze, why is it post Look at me, my decrease in network engineering. <laughs> Sorry, do we have someone who speaks Latin in the audience? Is that Latin? I hope it's Latin. <laughs> <coughs> I'll tell you what, I could use a doctor. Mm, excuse me. You are oh. a doctor. Not that kind. Uh, but before we launch into random topic of the week and uh, ask a geek, uh, there's one last little bit of housekeeping that uh, from last week that we that we forgot to mention, and that is that due to our focus on getting the website up and running and coming up with content to put up on there, there's going to be no golden bacon this year. Um, we just we're just not going to have the time with all the other stuff that's coming along. Um, so that you know we're we're not going to be doing a dedicated award show this year. Um, Hopefully we'll be able to bring it back next year in some form, but for this year, no golden bacon. Um, so we do have an ask uh, uh, an ask geek question about what we're looking forward to in 2017. So you know we'll 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 be able to at least you know we'll, we'll, we'll be we'll be able to do so in spirit, but not actually put one out. So yeah. So anyway, yes, on to uh, the, the the our main show, and uh, I realize that this random topic is uh, a little bit late considering the date, but there's there's something that I've that I wanted to. Uh, kind of talk about this kind of experience that I had over the holidays and that uh, I want to kind of get, you know, input from you guys about, you know, whether you've had similar experiences. You know, you're a kid, school's about to end, you're about to go on your two-week holiday break and get that Christmas jackpot, but before you're allowed to go off into sweet, snowy freedom, the school's got to get that one last jab in, that one last fuck you before they release you to freedom. I'm talking, of course, about the annual Christmas play. 
everyone I know, every, every every school I've ever been to, I've had to do this. Everyone I know has had to go through this. And uh, sometimes they go off with a hitch, but sometimes they, 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 they go off rather nightmare. So I want to kind of talk to you guys and see if you have had any, any holiday play nightmares. And uh, what brought this on was uh, over the holidays, um, well, over the, over the summer, uh, my little niece moved back to Maryland. And uh, I got to go see I got to go see her perform at her school's Christmas cantata, and uh, there was this kid who he he did he did two solos over the play, and he went up and did his first. He sang Silent Night, and I'm telling you, this kid is like the next Andrea Bocelli. I'm talking like the kid from The Dark Knight singing at the football game. Oh, what a lovely, lovely voice, you know. So first solo goes off without a hitch, but then he's supposed to come up and do the finale. He's supposed to sing Oh Holy Night. And he goes up on stage, stands in front of the microphone, and he gets as far as, oh, ho, and then he just bends over backwards, swings forward again, and, like, puke doesn't do it justice. This kid just, like, explodes. Like, this this kid roars. There is just an arc of green that comes out of every orifice on this kid's face and arcs (laughs) into the crowd. And I'm and like, of course, you know, parents, you know, they want to capture every moment of their precious children's lives. So cameras are going off. There's video recording. I'm just like, oh, man, this poor kid is going to, have to hear about this for the rest of his life. So I want to talk to you guys and see if you had any uh, nightmarish holiday play experiences that you, that you had when you were growing up or that you you, witness, you bore witness to. So, uh, Kat, let's start with you. Did you have any uh, any holiday play nightmares? Um, I'm not sure that my schools did holiday plays. We did, like, performances, but I don't know that they were necessarily related to the holidays or not. Um, I was in band, so we did, like, a holiday concert, probably. That seems vaguely familiar, but I've written a lot of that out of my brain. Um, on the other hand, I've been in these, you know, performances and stuff, and... I, I, I can't say that I have seen one or been in one that was particularly memorable, but um, when you have performance anxiety, as I do, uh, they're all horrifying. I get so nervous um, anytime I'm up on stage or in front of a crowd, uh, which is why I'm behind a microphone and not on a video anywhere, um, that it, it, it's just so nerve-wracking. I don't blame people who get, you know, nervous or screw up or anything, because it's really hard. <laughs> Okay, Skyblaze, what about you? you? Have you have you borne witness to any uh, con- cantata catastrophes? First of all, I have no idea what a cantata is. Um, uh, we When I was in primary school, and I'm talking like infant school, so ages of like five, six, seven, uh, we had the nativity play, which is done by very small children. Um, but after that, it, the, the, the school play was actually a just before summer break thing. Um, and that was usually something like, uh, well, we did. There was a, a performance of um, the Pied Piper of Hamelin and things like that. It was it was folktale performances or cut down versions of actual plays, like they did. Uh, they did Oliver one year, the musical. Um, so, oh wait, there was. I was involved in the reason why my primary school stopped doing choir recitals. Oh God! Oh, do tell. Um, one year, uh, it was just before I was due to go up to secondary school to to high school. Um, a 
that dare thing went round a whole bunch of kids who had been pretty much forced into doing this bloody choir recital thing at Christmas uh, for the parents and the um, the parent teacher group thing. None of us wanted to do it because it was boring as shit and uh, it's all boring Christmas hymns and fucking blah blah blah. And I'm not even fucking Christian, so, you know. Uh, and we ended up, and during rehearsal, we sang it properly. And then when it got to the final performance, it was things like, um, we three Beatles of Liverpool are John in a taxi, Paul in a car. <laughs> uh, you know, while shepherds washed their socks by night or watching BBC, an angel of the Lord came down and switched on ITV. <laughs> things of that nature. Now, was it the whole they, class did this, we or was it just a select few? We were being all of us. Well, nearly all of us. When we sang loudly enough that we drowned everybody else out. He <laughs> <laughs> trolls. And it was like because we, we none of us wanted to do this, and it was the the headmistress of evil at the time who all of us hated. Um, oh my god, we need to have a show about your childhood. Like, uh, an actual, like, Netflix series about your childhood. We, we always compared her, you know, in Matilda, the Roald Dahl book? The um, Trunchbull? Mrs. Trun- Mrs. Trunchbull. She was like that. <laughs> she was absolutely terrifying, and all of us hated her, and she was a bit of a Bible basher, and it, none of us really appreciated it very much. Um, so this was all her thing, and it had been going on since the year... <laughs> And it was like, this so old-fashioned and boring, and none of us wanted to do it, but uh, those of us who could sing were being forced into it. And this was our way of going, fuck you, pretty much. <laughs> okay. All right, Brian, do you have, a, do you have any, any stories? Uh, no, I don't, and I don't think I have... If I did, it would be able to follow that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, yeah, when you were, like, talking about, like, the Christmas play at the end of the year and stuff like that, I literally was just staring at my screen going, the fuck are you talking... I have never... No school I've ever been to has done this. Um, so, yeah, I got so nothing even, for you. Even in the UK, it's, it's it's something that is done at Christmas for extremely young children or for Sunday school. If it, was, if it was not, done when I was young, I honestly yeah. don't remember. Which, yeah. which, by the way, who, which, whichever twisted fuck it was that uh, was able to convince the world that kindergartners could sing, he's like one of the three greatest con men to ever walk this earth. Because, like, <laughs> I have never been to a Christmas play, like, even the ones that I was in in elementary school, because I had to do this shit every year. I've never seen a gang of kindergartners get up on, on, on stage and actually sing. It's always just shouting, you know, We three kings of Orientar! It's like, oh God, who 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 thinks this Make is this is singing? Stop. <laughs> uh, did do it? Did you have uh, the thing where the first instrument you had to learn before you learned any of the other more complicated woodwind instruments was the recorder? Oh no, God, yeah, the recorder we did that too. Oh God! <laughs> no, I used to hear people practicing it in in the classrooms during lunch hour, and it'd be like, oh my God, make it stop. No, I dodged the recorder. No, our thing uh, was that um, I went to a, a primary school that was run by the Naval Academy. It was for the children of, of you know, officers and, and midshipmen, uh, you know, to go to school. Uh, so we had to go every year, every December, we had to go to the stage at uh, Bancroft Hall, which is the barracks on the, on the Naval Academy in Annapolis. 
And uh, it was the whole school from preschool, from pre-kindergarten all the way up to fifth grade. Okay, the whole the whole school's up there, and they made us wear these like I can't even describe them. They're like uh, they're they're almost like these these white shawls with like sleeves underneath them with this like red like uh, bolo tie thing uh, that they'd had since like fucking World War One. You like you you'd go home smelling of mothballs at the end of the performance, and uh, you had to get up on this stage and like you try convincing. You know, uh, you know, I grew, you know, I've got ADHD, and it was really bad when I was a kid. So you try convincing an ADHD kid at eight, nine years old to stand the fuck still for three hours. Three hours, by the way, no intermission for any of this. So we're standing up there uh, for three hours. And uh, one of the things that the the last year that I, that I was there, um, one of the things that you know they they never told us was don't lock your knees. Uh, so you know we're up on 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 these bleachers on the stage, standing for three hours. And then, like after, like I want, I want to say, like uh, the midway point, you got to, you, you knew which students were locking their knees because student, because kids started dropping like flies up on this stage. You just hear this thunk, 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 and heads would disappear. It was like it was like a whack a mole watching these kid, watching kids just go down. Um, so yeah, dude, your upbringing was weird. <laughs> Agreed. So, oh yeah, uh, this th- th- this coming from uh, from from you, Skyblaze. Some of the stories you've told us about your coming up. <laughs> I'm sure we could have a contest. So, but yeah, so now it's our listeners' turn to chime in. Uh, send us some, send us your stories of uh, Christmas play nightmares, and uh, maybe yours will get uh, read out on the show. So, send us some entertaining ones. And so, with that, we're going to jump right into our second segment, probably the one that uh, the listener's been looking forward to the most, and that is the Ask a Geek segment. And for those of you who are just joining us, haven't listened to the show before, this is where we take your questions that you sent to us through email to drgonzo at nerdofthethirdpower.com, read them off on the air, and uh, answer them. So, uh, the first one here came from several people, and uh, it's been asked in several iterations, but it basically uh, boils down to, what are we looking forward to the most in 2017? So, uh, Skyblaze, why don't we start with you on this one? Sonic Mania. <laughs> okay. Alright, I, I, I should have seen that coming. Do I, do I need to say anything else? <laughs> okay, slightly more precisely, Sonic Mania and Kingdom Hearts 2.8, I quite want to play that. Uh, Project 2017 also looks pretty cool, but I know less about that. Okay, alright. Brian, what about you? What are you most... Uh, I'm sorry, continue. Uh, also the return of Doctor Who. Ah, yes, new Doctor Who. I think we're all looking forward to that. Brian, what about you? What are you looking most forward to? Um, paying my rent on time on a consistent basis. Y'all living the rock and roll lifestyle, aren't you? That's a little lofty, don't you think? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right, all right. I'll pull it back. I'll pull it back. Um, I, I really, I really, <laughs> such a such a shit joke. I'm glad you guys didn't laugh at that. Um, I really, I honestly don't know. There's so much going on in my life. It's really hard to pay attention to stuff. Um, you got, I got a lot of crossovers. I got to read through. I've got like a Power Ranger Justice League crossover coming up. Well, coming up. It's actually started. Um, what? I have a, so yeah, oh yeah, it started. Okay, um, <laughs> that's a thing. It is, in fact, a thing. It's actually not that bad. It's the it's the first Power Rangers, uh, so it's like Zach and Tommy and all oh, and, cool. and Jason and all them. Oh God! People in my YouTube co- in, in my comment section are doing uh, the lyrics to Ducktales. <laughs> well, there's a new oh. Ducktales show coming out. I'll check that out. Yeah. Okay, Cat. What are you most looking forward to? 
Um, let's see. Um, I know everybody probably wants to hear, oh, Attack on Titan Season 2, which is probably going to come out this year, and hopefully it'll be really good. Uh, but let's face it, the thing I'm most looking forward to is the next Star Wars film. Which we just got a title for, The Last Jedi. We did, and, and I, that I, could mean so many different things, and the speculation is running rampant. And... They are not allowed to kill Luke. Fuck you. Yeah, I've, uh, <laughs> I've, 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 I've seen Cat go a little crazy on people uh, who, who forget that Jedi is also the plural as well as the singular. Yeah, I haven't really gone crazy. Just casually reminding people that Jedi is plural and singular. Just just saying it could be a thing. It might not. We don't know. It's too early. But um, it's a very loaded title, and it could mean so many things, and I'm really excited to find out what it is. Yeah, the, the, there was one thread that I saw that it, it played out almost like the uh, Romani Aunt Doma scene from Life of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's the accusative plural as well as the singular. <laughs> Conjugate the adjective last. Yeah, you can tell I failed English class. <laughs> All right. Well, for me, I would say the biggest thing that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, let's get the bit. Let's get the, the the usual suspect out of the way. The Nintendo Switch. I already have my pre-order in, and I am very much looking forward to getting my hands on this thing and seeing just what it can do. Uh, the fact that the new Zelda is going to be a day one launch title uh, just fills me with a, a, an excitement that I can't cannot describe in a mixed company. Uh, lest something shameful run down my thighs. But, uh, yeah, the Nintendo Switch is the big one. Thank you one. for that pertinent piece of information. <laughs> Could have done without that image, thanks. Ah, uh, if I haven't traumatized somebody... If I, a day I haven't traumatized somebody is a day I consider wasted. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Nintendo Switch. Um, I'm also... On, on a smaller scale, I'm really looking forward to... Uh, we finally got a release range for when the 64-bit SKSE comes out, uh, which for those who haven't been following the show for a long time, uh, you'll know that uh, I've been very excited about the Skyrim Special Edition and getting to play it modded without it crashing on me like regular Skyrim. But in order to do that, I need the Skyrim Script Extender, which is... We haven't heard anything from the team since the game was released as to when it was going to be ready, but now they're saying that the first version is going to be out sometime in mid-March is what they're shooting for, so I'm happy about that. Um, on a related topic of uh, things that were promised to us that have not yet been delivered, Nintendo, when the fuck are you going to open up the Pokemon Bank? Like, seriously, we've got one week left in January as we record this, and we've had no, no word on when we're going to get to transfer our beloved Mons from uh, X and Y to Sun and Moon, so give us the Pokemon Bank. Um, on the movie front, uh, front uh, of course, Kat's already mentioned Star Wars. Um, Brian, do you know, are there any, what, what are the major Marvel movies that are supposed to be out this year? What is, this is 2017, right? Um, Last I checked. Thank you. Um, Guardians what, of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And I don't remember if they're starting... Uh, the Avengers Infinity War, which actually are getting is getting a name change here, uh, this year or not. I know there's also Black Panther. I've fallen behind on my scheduling um, of what is, in fact, coming out anymore. I've fallen behind on a lot of things in my life, as <laughs> I think about it. Oh, poor Brian. Ah, say la vie. I'll catch up eventually. I always do. Okay. All right. So that's, uh, that's the question of what we're most looking forward to in 2017. All right, so I got a couple other questions here. 
Uh, one is for me uh, from Mark, and he asked whether I whether I like Nvidia or AMD. Um, I'm an Nvidia guy all the way, um, just because it's it's very. I, I have, I've never had any problems getting an Nvidia graphics card to work with any configuration of hardware that I've ever had. Because um, I up you know I upgrade my uh, my PC uh, regularly. I'm always chunking chucking some new piece of hardware in there. Uh, to the point where my monthly budget lists food below PC upgrades. So it's like, okay, is there something I can stick in this month? No? Okay, good. I guess I get to eat this month. <laughs> um, AMD cards, I found they work really well if you're using an AMD processor. But if you're using an Intel, they tend not to play nice all that well. Um, this is just my experience. I'm sure that someone, I'm sure that others out there have had different experiences. But no, I, I kneel at the altar of NVIDIA. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Skyblaze has already said she's looking forward to Sonic Mania, so that question goes out the door. Uh, oh, here's one for you, Skyblaze. Uh, mm-hmm. This one is from Rick, and he asked, A, uh, do you read the Sonic... Have you ever read the Sonic the Hedgehog comic books? And B, if so, what was your favorite story arc? <laughs> Um, I haven't really read much of the American Archie uh, Sonic comics, which I think I suspect is what you're talking about. What I have read is Sonic the Comic, which is the British Fleetway produced comics. As for my favourite story arc, those that are familiar with um, Sonic the Comic will know what I am talking about when I say the words running wild. Uh, To very briefly explain, in that universe, Super Sonic is not just Sonic's powered-up form, he is a super-powered evil side. Uh, He is dangerous and psychotic, and when Sonic gets under too much stress, or if he gets exposed to too much chaos energy, he transforms into this form, tends to go on something of a rampage. And in this arc, uh, Super Sonic goes completely batshit, and decides to try and murder pretty much everybody Sonic's ever met. The first issue of the arc ends with Sonic standing in the ruins of uh, I mean, the ruins and the wreckage of the tornado plane, which, as far as he was aware, had all of his friends in when Supersonic destroyed it. And he's just standing there with this thousand-yard stare. You know, for kids. <laughs> okay, all right, let's see. Uh, I got a question here for... Ah, this one here. Funny enough, it's from a Christine. Oh, hey, my name twin. <laughs> or am I really just writing myself questions? No. In no. my sleep. Well, I, it's, it's not from an email address I recognize, so uh, if you are, in fact, writing yourself questions in your, in your sleep, then uh, you have, you're apparently very cognizant in your sleep, in, enough to make up email addresses. So. <laughs> I have many talents. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Here's Christine's question before we get too derailed. Ah, <laughs> uh, Okay. Her question is, is, are there any old manga series or anime series that you would like to see get a revival? Oh, good God. All right, um, everyone, buckle in. Any old, was it manga or anime series that should get a... Yeah, that, that, that 
that should get a revival. That uh, I'm, let's let let's let let that's pretty open ended question. So let's uh, let's set some constraints here. Uh, something no, let, ten let, years let or older. Not you set some constraints. Let me set some constraints because right. I think I understand what she's asking. Because okay. there has been sort of a revival boom in the last few years. Um, a lot of shows like uh, Dragon Ball Z and, and Full Metal Alchemist have been completely remade. Um, and then there's also been shows like D. Grayman and Blue Exorcist, which have gotten second seasons, you know, so many years after they originally came out. Um, so any one of these things could be considered a revival. I'm willing to go with that definition. Uh, so I, I still attest that a good show that I would like to see rebooted would be Cardcaptor Sakura, because the show was originally spread out and had a lot of filler, and the manga was a lot trimmer, and I think in that case made more sense. It didn't introduce as many extraneous characters, um, who are fine, but it's not as good as the original. Um, that I would love to see a reboot of. Something I'd like to see a revival of, a revival of Bacano, or Bacano, if you want to call it the weird American way. Um, Bacano is this amazing series that came out, I don't know, like 2010 or something. Um, and then its predecessor, Dorada, got a lot more popular for some reason, so they kept making more seasons of Dorada, but Bacano was the far more interesting show. Um, and it has a lot of material in the light novels that they could be drawing from, but they don't. And I don't know why, because it's phenomenal. So that would be one I would love to see a revival of. Um, and I know it's asking a bit much, and there have been some revivals of Aroni Kenshin, um, but they have never animated the Anishi arc, which I think would be really cool. Um, if they wanted to completely reboot Aroni Kenshin, I don't know how I'd feel about that, but uh, the mangaka did go through a few years ago and uh, restyle all of his characters. Like, if he were to draw it now, this is how he would style the characters. And I think it would actually be really neat to see how he would change things if he were to do it all over again. Um, and I'd love to see those styles that he created animated and continued to finish out the manga instead of having a really crappy third season that they made up. Okay. All right. I could have sworn I heard news of a card captor Sakura like um, series coming like 2018 or something like that. I don't know if it's a um, reboot. Yeah, they made a, a continuation, I believe. They did. I think it's supposed to be like a limited run manga special um, in honor of the whatever anniversary, 20th anniversary. I don't want to think that it's that old, but it might be. Um, and they're animating it, but um, I don't know how long it's supposed to be, and there aren't a whole lot of details about it yet. Um, but I'd really just love to see the whole thing rebooted so that it can be a lot more trim, and I might actually enjoy the the anime of it, because I didn't really. Also, a, a proper dub and not a shitty dub. All right, and uh, so now this is the part where we jump right down into, uh, down into the meat of the show. Now that we've had our vegetables, we're going to jump into the meat. And uh, we're going to discuss uh, virtual reality, and uh, this this discussion topic came about um, because over the holidays, I uh, had a little bit of a, of a windfall, I got a nice little bonus at work, and so I decided to treat myself and bought an Oculus Rift. Um, it was a choice between that or a Vive, but uh, the Oculus was the only one they had in stores, and uh, impatient little asshole that I am, I wasn't going to order one online and wait a week for it to arrive. 
uh, because the U.S. Postal Service in December is just a, an utter mess that even the Sorcerer Supreme would not be able to make sense of. So I went and bought myself an Oculus Rift, and uh, you know, I've had a chance to play with it, and I thought that uh, it would be fun to actually, since it's not something that we've, that we've talked about on the show at all, to kind of take a look at the impact of VR, look how the technology has evolved, and uh, kind of give our thoughts on uh, this new development. So uh, I guess I'll just start by giving my uh, general thoughts on the Oculus Rift itself. And uh, the first thing that I will say is, goddamn, it is really hard to play this if you have glasses. <laughs> Um, cause the, the, the eyepiece, it's like, it's like a, it's, it's, it's a solid plastic, like there's pads inside, but it's a solid plastic, uh, piece that goes over, over your eyes and kind of around the sides of your head. And if you're wearing glasses, it is like uber uncomfortable. Now I've heard people say that it is possible to wear this thing with glasses, but I'm, I'm guessing that they've got glasses that are much thinner framed than mine. Cause you know, I've got these, these new ones now that have like, you know, thick plastic frames, uh, so maybe it's just I'm just wearing the wrong eyewear. Um, but yeah, well, this... you're essentially putting glasses on top of your glasses. Like I can't imagine that being it's it's glasses it's glassception. We have to go it's deeper. The same, it's the same problem those of us who wear glasses have if we go and see a 3D film. Exactly. Yeah. There's there's it's just hard. Okay, in inventors of the world, hear me now. Snap on 3D lenses that we can just snap onto existing glasses frames. Invent those, you'll make millions. Or, 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 robot eyes. Robot eyes? Robot eyes? I, I go for robot eyes. I like I robot just eyes. Went, I, just, I just went to go and get an eye test uh, a couple of days ago, and turns out my eyes have got worse. So, I am slightly more blind than I was a couple of years ago. Yay. Do none of us wear contacts? I do wear contacts sometimes, but um, not all the time. Uh, I got this thing about fingers near my eyeballs. I don't like it. Yeah, so does my husband. I got laser eye surgery. You asshole. Well, look at you, Mr. Moneybags. <laughs> that's what that's what I I'm know, saying. Right? Like robot eyes, you know? I'm already kind of there. Uh, bionic man over here. <laughs> okay, all right. Fuck you. <laughs> there was there was a joke in there about sausages, but I'll leave that alone. But um no, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting little device and I'm really impressed. Um, with some of the stuff that I've seen done with it. Um, I'll tell you what, though. It messes with your spatial awareness. Like, uh, I'll give you a perfect example. There's an app that, you, that, that comes with it where it'll put you, it puts you in a virtual movie theater. So, like, instead of, if you, like, say, I want to watch, uh, I want to watch, uh, uh, you know, the new Star Wars, instead of it just playing the video just in front of my eyes, it'll actually place me in this, like, virtual movie theater with seats on either side of me, and the movie, the, the movie will actually be played up on a screen that I can look up at, and, uh, it's, it's really weird to watch this, like, like, at one, like, at one point, I actually, like, went reaching for, like, a non-existent cup holder trying to grab the, the, the little soda that was in there. And I was like, oh, wait, no, no not real. Not real. Oh, God, yeah. Um, and it's just, but, like, it, it's, it's, like, I can't even describe it. It's one of those things that you almost have to experience to really, uh, to really get a feel for it. Because, like, you know, one of the demos that you can get for it, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of just tech, free tech demos that you can just download. One of the ones that I got was this thing. It was like a robot battle where you're moving through this street and there's, like, soldiers fighting this giant robot that looks like it got lost on the way to a Michael Bay audition. 
uh, and cars are flipping up over you, and you can actually look up into the cars and see the people screaming in the seats, and you know, and it's just, it's 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 the problem with these tech demos, though, is that it's it's really clear that they're meant to just show off what the hardware can do, and not really um, interactive experiences. Uh, on the actual game front, I gotta say, so far what I've seen has been uh, been pretty lackluster. Um, you know, one of the I got a, a free game with it, and I, I I guess I chose poorly. I chose uh, Lucky's Adventure, which is a Mario style platformer. And the whole time I'm playing it, I'm just like, okay, you know, all right, this is neat that I can actually look around, you know, around you know around the the, the level as I'm playing, but this is basically a, a side-scrolling Mario game. Why does this need to be 3D? Why does this need to be in, in VR? Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of great, uh, you know, FPS titles uh, for the Oculus. Um, I'm going to admit, I think I probably shot myself in the foot with this, getting the Oculus instead of the Vive, because the Vive actually comes with controllers, uh, whereas with the, uh, the Oculus, you have to use a gamepad. Uh, although I, there are controllers either coming out or just came out for it. Um, but of course, my biggest complaint, oh my god, it is so easy to get motion sickness with this thing. Like, like you have no idea. Like, I've, I've almost, I've almost lost my lunch with this thing several times until I finally wised up and bought some Dramamine. But like, I tried playing Fallout 4, uh, with this thing, and, you know, even just having it play, like, in that virtual theater mode that I mentioned, er that I mentioned earlier, because you can, you can do that too, you can play games in that mode, you know, I... I, I can't I, I can't explain why this happens, but like I kept getting like this this faint nausea as I was playing this. And I don't know if that's because the screen is uh, the, the you know screen quote unquote is right up against my face, or if it's got something to do with my body is expecting input for motions that I'm not actually making. Um, that's mostly what it is. Okay, Skyblaze, you, you sound like yeah. you've had experience it's, with this. Um... Not personally, but I know the the general explanation for it goes that um, your your inner ear isn't moving, but your eyes are saying there is movement. So there's a disconnect. Yeah. Because the way that the VR is is telling the the way that VR works is instead of having a stationary object around you that you can say I am not moving. All of it, all of everything in your vision is moving. So your eyes are saying you are moving, but your inner ear and the signals to your brain is saying no, you're fucking not. So that's it's the conflict between the two. It's the uh, that's causing the problem. The, uh, one of the fixes that they have actually applied to this is that you can have like uh, something stationary in front of your vision while like a little um, like little bars or something. As though you've got a cage around your head or something. Uh, that's that you can have as a stationary thing that doesn't move to combat this effect. Because that's exactly what I want to feel like that I'm in, in, imprisoned while I'm uh, playing these games. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, but I, it's 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 a fix for the problem. Yeah, and it, like like I I think I'd have an easier time of it if I was if I was using something like the handheld controllers on like the Vive, where I can actually like you know. Like actually turn and actually have my uh, my avatar, you know, turn my body and actually have my avatar turn in the same direction and actually be able to do shit with my hands. Because like playing this uh, with a gamepad, I got this uh, this 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 thing where you can like move around in a trench in World War One, uh, but you have to move and steer with the gamepad. 
but you can still look around like with your head. But the problem is, is where you're looking and which direction you're moving or which direction your character is quote-unquote facing are two different things. So it's like I have to coordinate where I'm looking with the headset with where I'm moving with the controller, and uh, my stomach is just like, all right, fuck this shit. Uh, let's get rid of this pizza that we had six hours ago. And, uh, do, you, do you suffer from motion sickness under any other circumstances? That's the weirdest thing, is that the, the only other circumstance where I suffer any kind of motion sickness at all is if I'm riding in a car and I'm riding in the back seat. But even then, it's not to this degree. Like, it, when I'm, you know, I can get on a plane, be absolutely fine. Uh, I can get on a ship at sea and be all right after about 20 minutes. Uh, but you, you, put, you put this headset on me and have me play a, 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 FP, a you know, a, a VR F, FPS game where I've got to move with the gamepad and steer with the gamepad, and I'm just, like, losing my cookies everywhere. I can't keep food down. Now... I, I I finally wised up to prepare for the show, and I bought some Dramamine. Uh, and I, you know, I'll, I'll take like you know half a dose of that before I put it on and start playing. Um, but you know, I I really don't want to have to you know, I don't want to have to get to a point where I have to develop a chemical dependency just to use a a, a piece of computer hardware. Um, although I you know, Tycho of Penny Arcade has declared that cyberpunk as fuck. So you know, take of that what you will. So, but um, but now the, there there are some other applications of VR that I've heard of it being used that I think are really cool. Like one of the things that um, I was reading an article about the other day, and I'm, I'm kicking myself that I didn't save it so I could share it with you guys. But there are actual actually medical schools that are incorporating virtual reality into their curriculum. So instead of just looking at a at a boring old diagram up on the the blackboard, you can actually like get up close and personal and look at like you know the nerves, the tendons, the bones, and actually examine the human body. Uh, probably a lot closer than many of us are comfortable with. Uh, but I was reading, I was like, wow. Well, we are in medical school. You think they'd be prepared for that sort of thing? <laughs> this is what you're going to be sticking your hand in at some point. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So, but you know, I, I you know, I thought that was really cool. And my dad, who's uh, in the military, or he's retired military, he said that the Air Force has been using VR to train its pilots for you know for like almost a decade now. I have a cousin who's in uh, who just qualified for the tank corps in the army, and he says that basically the way that they drive tanks now is uh, it's virtually it's pretty much VR because you ca- you ca- you can't see the outside. Mm-hmm. So instead of having a periscope or something as they traditionally would, there's cameras mounted on the front and they get a VR thing. Well, I tell you, what, can you send him over here and he can play Bioshock 2 for me on this thing? But well, I just watch cuz like I just can't fucking handle this thing. So, uh, what about what about you guys, Brian and Cat? Have you heard of any uh, interesting uh VR applications or things that you think VR might be useful for? Not really to be quite honest with you. I've just sort of been listening to you talk about it and being super cynical and rolling my eyes and say, there's a theater mode where I can watch a movie in a theater. And I'm going, well, why don't you just go to the theater? And then it's, it's like, oh, I can't control my body or I can't control my head. And I'm going, I feel like we've had this conversation before. I feel like this is, this, this is we've repeated ourselves in terms of a technological history. When like VR first came out, you know? I mean, I think technology's gotten better at it. But I still don't think it's anywhere near uh, capable of what people really wanted to do, even in terms of a commercial space like in gaming. I see guys on like the Rooster Teeth and Achievement Hunter guys have their own like VR stuff, and it's more along the lines of 
Here, we're going to watch him kind of flail around and be funny because it's not it, the games themselves aren't very good. Well, before I address your criticisms, I want to address your first question of why I don't just go to movie theater. Because uh, I just dropped 600 bones on this VR headset, and I don't have any money to go to the theater. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, though, just it seems it seems ridiculous and redundant. They'll be like, I'm, I shall watch this movie in a fake theater when you know the real theater is there, or even just being at home. Like, why... Why do you need an app and a headset to watch a movie at home? Just dim the lights and boom, there's your movie. <laughs> but that's just me being a uh, cynical asshole. Well, so no, what's they, my they, other criticism? There, I mean, there is truth to that. But then there's also this is. I'm not going to say that this is a new. I'm not going to say that this is a new technology because yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's been around for a while. But I think this is the first time that we're actually starting to see people kind of probe the water and try and actually grow it. Because I think the last time there was a big uh, VR boom was, uh, you know, back in the 90s, and that gave us the Virtual Boy, and we all know how that turned out. Would you like to have some more information about uh, that and uh, some of its competitors? Because I know some stuff. Is Now, is this now is this going to be a case of stuff that you can actually tell us? Or is this going to be, oh, I yeah, know I stuff, but I can't tell you, because if I do, no, the not, government will kill me. Asshole, the same way twice in a week. <laughs> well, see, this, this, this is old stuff. This is like, oh, I can talk about yeah, this, this stuff. Is, this is old stuff. This is stuff I, I found when I was researching for my, for my radio show on Radio Sega. Um, one of the earliest stabs at the idea of um, 3D slash VR was actually a pair of 3D glasses uh, called uh, that were called, imaginatively, the Sega 3D Glasses, uh, also known as the Segascope 3D, or, in Brazil, are you ready for this one, the Oculus 3D. Hmm. Yeah, I know, right? And who says... Um, his, the, what's, what's, that, what's that phrase about those who don't learn from history? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, it actually worked with, believe it or not, the master system uh, hooked into the card port that uh, wasn't is only on the master system one, uh, and it worked by uh, you produced a pseudo three D effect by using shutters to rapidly close the left and right lens. Um, however, it didn't work on any kind of TV that wasn't CRT. So if you had one of the ye old rear projection TVs, you were kind of stuffed. See, I I hear you talk about this thing, and it just it, it shutters that open and close, you know, the eyes, uh, you know, alternately. And uh, I just see that, you know, putting that on. I just see myself putting that on, firing it up, and then all of a sudden, I'm having a seizure, and I'm on the floor, biting my tongue off. I don't know. I uh, all I know is the the hardware specs of it. I don't know how it, how well it was received. I don't know. I don't. I'm not aware of it having any recalls, however. So I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> Also, uh, back when there was the Mega Drive, or Genesis to you lot, uh, and it was first released in the US, um, there was also, at that sort of time period, I think, uh, actually no, it was towards the end of the, um, the, uh, the Mega Drive life, um, Sega started to develop their heads- their own virtual reality headset, uh, circa 1991, so when the Mega Drive came out. Uh, and a few years later, they actually did release a prototype version for use in arcades. And it was just called the Sega VR console headset. Um, there was a 
a, co a console version of it, a home market version of it that never actually got released because it suffered from a lot of the same problems that the Virtual Boy did. Uh, prolonged use causing migraine and motion sickness and uh, however the Sega VR had an advantage in that it was an actual headset as opposed to a weird kind of desk mounted thing that gave you neck strain in addition to other problems. Um, another problem that has been pointed out uh, with this and with modern VR sets is that if you are partially sighted, if you suffer from vertigo, if you suffer from migraines, you can't use it at all. Yeah, that I, I, I haven't run into any of those issues yet. The motion sickness is the real big one, but I'll tell you what, it's 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 pretty much the it's pretty much the only one that I need to deal with. So I'm hoping to get my, my sea legs with it. Um <coughs> excuse me. Uh Kat, have you had any uh, any experience with VR or, or or seen any anything that you think that would look really cool in a VR setting? I've only experienced the 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 beginnings of the VR, what may be the new VR boom, um, because it's become kind of a like Samsung is kind of pushing it for phones, so not so much in a gaming sense, but as in a, a more generic entertainment sense, um, and it it makes me feel like this is a fad because it's being pushed towards the the mainstream towards the the generic peoples um it just makes me wonder is this really a uh, a thing that's going to make a a big difference is it going to be impactful in any of the technological industries or is this just a fad like 3D TV is it's a fad it's a gimmick we know it is um, but they pushed it so hard onto televisions that so many televisions now just come with it that you can't escape it. So is this, you know, just another gimmick that'll stick around for a few years and the diehards will buy it and then everybody else won't spend any money on it so it'll just diminish and go away? Or is this a real, real movement in the technology? That's my question. You know, I, I would I, also like, no, before we go further, I would like to uh, also put up a favor of the generics people needs to be on a shirt somewhere. Sorry, I couldn't think of a word. The generics people. That that that, that sounds like a sitcom. The there's nothing people. a spe there's nothing special about them in any way. They are the generics people. Uh, yeah, no. At this stage, I'm I'm inclined to say that yeah. If, if gun to my head, I would say that right now, yeah, it is a fad. Uh, I. I'm really hopeful that we are going to start seeing uh, some growth uh, in this because, you know, VR is one of those things where it's like you look at it and you can see that there's potential, that there is that there is a mighty set of tools here. Uh, but right now, it's just it seems like nobody really knows how to use them uh, beyond stuff that's really obvious. Like I've said before on the show, you know, like I think that flight simulators and driving games uh, would be amazing on this, um, which you know reminds me of something. I, I, a game that I was able to play without getting uh, motion sick. Uh, I got this uh, this this car racing game. Uh, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. This this shows you know how often I really get to play with this thing without getting sick. Um, but you know you're you're sitting in the driver's seat. And you can mess around with all the the the, the knobs and shit on the dash. You actually you know you you still got to steer steer with the the the, the directional pad. 
Um, but I had like no trouble playing that and getting motion sickness at all. Um, and I think it's, it goes back to what Skyblaze was saying was that like I had the the interior of the car uh, to provide me a stationary point of reference. Yep. Um, that's pretty much that's pretty much how it works. And uh, uh, d- ditto with things like pilot sims. Yeah, and uh, like I've said before, uh, the day they release a uh, an, uh, a a true X wing flight simulator, uh, you can just cash out my chips, and you'll never see me again because I'll just be playing that forever. <laughs> like that's it; I can die now. Just the skeleton in your eyes of your apartment, <laughs> with a little pin that says Red Five on his shirt. <laughs> Um, but yeah, aside of like driving sims and racing games, and you think first person shooters would be the next logical extension, but like the problem with that is like, you know, it's the same reason why I didn't buy a Vive. In order for the Vive to work, you've got to have like a dedicated floor space in your house, uh, and set up a bunch of different cameras. With the Oculus, you only get this one little sensor that you've got to set up. Uh, and to its credit, it does a very, uh, a, a very, you know, noble job in, uh, in, in tracking your movements. Um, but it's, it's one of those things like, you know, you can see how it would be, how it has so much potential, but nobody can figure out how to make it work. So at this, at this stage of the game, I would say that, yeah, right now, uh, VR is a fad, but there's a chance that just maybe this time it'll actually grow past that. One thing I've seen uh, suggested by a couple of friends of mine is the idea of a, uh, they refer to it as a virtual gym, but in effect, what you've got is a large space with um, a fairly a, a kind of um, you know those kind of spongy floors that you get in some playgrounds, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a similar thing on the walls. So uh, and all the all the cameras set up all around the outside edge. So people who have got these headsets, or maybe they can hire them, can just go there and just play with their devices in a large space where they're not even if they do run into the walls they're not going to hurt anything including themselves i don't know i if you're wearing one of those headsets and you run face first in the wall i see that i see that being a little bit painful but you know hey you know there's like there's there's none of those places around here i wish there was well this this is the 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 proposal is that maybe if somebody set up one thing like this then it would be successful uh, the other thing that I've seen virtual reality used successfully for, um, last year I went to a theme park in the UK called Alton Towers, which has a ride called Galactica, which fairly recently, as in early last year, um, added to the ride a virtual reality headset where you wear this virtual reality headset during the ride. And it's a it's a roller coaster, and it will project outer space, and you will go like you know skimming over the surfaces of planets and going through like um, warp gate type things uh, while you're going through this ride. And the fact that you're seeing all this cool stuff while you're on this roller coaster with the physical movement involved is really really cool. My uh, theme park down here, Six Flags Fiesta, because we're Texas, uh, had, did that with the uh, Superman roller coaster. Have you been on it? Uh, I don't ride roller coasters because I'm a pussy. You disappoint me, Brian. 
Jesus Christ, I'm five foot four and I have spondylosis on my shoulders. If I can ride the damn things, then you can. Well, that's that's definitely a step up from uh, my experience at VR at uh, Six Flags up in a, up in Pen- up in uh, Pennsylvania, which I told the story before. That was where they sat you in this booth and they just had you play Unreal Tournament. I'm just like, really? I just paid ten bucks to play a game. I could play it at home for free. We also played several hundred dollars to fit, sit in a fake movie theater, so you're still not learning from these lessons. Yeah, but point. I, I, yeah, but I, well, I can do other things with this Oculus Rift besides that. Like amuse yourself by looking all around the environment to find the bits that they haven't bothered to texture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that 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 is a fun one. Uh, I I can tell you some games that I think would be really cool to play in VR. Although again, they would like destroy me. Uh, as far as motion sickness, unless I can finally get my sea legs. But somebody like, suggested somebody suggested Portal, and I was like, "Fuck no!" Yeah, Portal. Uh, the one that I was going for was like Mirror's Edge. Uh, there's a game called Jump uh, for the Oculus that I picked up um, that I've been fiddling around with, and it's kind of the same concept. Uh, and I've had some fun with that. Uh, again, I kind of have to take a half a dose of Dramamine before I fire that up. Um, you know, so like maybe like some parkour simulators would be really cool. Um, but I'll tell you, you know, leaping off of what, what you guys were saying about, uh, the, about the roller coasters, you know, I'd be very surprised if in the next few years we didn't see, like, Disney and Universal uh, and some of these really major theme parks incorporating virtual reality, uh, into their rides. Um, you know, to me... A lot of the, the suppliers of, uh, certainly the suppliers of uh, Galacticut's Walton Towers are major theme park suppliers who supply all over the world to very big parks like Six Flags. So it wouldn't hugely surprise me if it started appearing at, at Disneyland and uh, Universal. Cause like if Especially th- considering that they can put in things like, you know, fucking Star Wars. Oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if you think about it, that kind of thing would be like a natural evolution of those rides from, like, you know, 15 years ago where you go into a movie theater and, like, the seats would move around with the action on the screen. Yeah. So, which I wish there were more of. I always had a lot of fun with those. So, although a buddy of mine said that he's got a, a movie theater by him that he's, like, all the seats are like that and they'll show, like, actual major theater movies with those seats. Um, uh, which I can see... We've Which, got one in Sheff- we've got one in Sheffield at the 4DX theater. Okay. Yeah, we, we've got one. Yeah, like I can. The thing is, though, like I don't see a whole lot of theaters in there. Like I can see that working with like the Avengers or Star Wars. But you try watching my dinner with Andre in one of those seats. It's uh, the 4DX theaters. Uh, there's only one screen at the there's the local Cineworld. There's only one screen that does 4DX, and they only show certain films that would actually take advantage of all the... Because it's not just, like, motion. It's like, you know, there's, like, uh, sprays of, of uh, mist... Uh, there's, like, a mister and um, uh, various other bits and pieces that they do. So now I just have this image in my head of watching uh, Jurassic World 2 on that, and when the dinosaur is ripping somebody to shreds, it, like, sprays you with the mist, and you're getting the blood all over your face. But I'm pretty sure that if they did that, Cat would be all over that. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I'm there. Let's do it. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, right now I'm really just kind of inclined to call this a call this a fad. Um, I'm not really unless seeing. Some, yeah, I, I agree with you. Unless somebody does something really, really remarkable and resolutionary. Yeah. 
but I said, you know, like I said, I can see the potential. I can see that we're right on the cusp of breaking out of that box and doing some great stuff with it. But mm, you know, we 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 need to get our egg teeth working. And that joke was for like the six biology majors in our audience who know what an egg teeth what an what an egg tooth is. So yeah. Uh, but that's about all the time that we have for Nerd to the Third Power this week. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We will see you next week when... Uh, what are we discussing next week, uh, Brian? We'll be discussing stuff and things, as we normally do. <laughs> I love when we talk about stuff and things. Indeed, yes, stuff and things. Uh, I believe next week we're, we're going to be discussing... Uh, the, uh, we're going to be doing a, a, a Harry Potter discussion, uh, talking about the, the new stuff that J.K. Rowling's put out, Fantastic Beasts, uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, so look forward to that. And of course, we're all we're still plowing full steam ahead on getting the website put together and coming up with content for that. So that's gonna, you know, we're real excited about that. So you uh, could say we're going full ham, as Gonzo said seven times. <laughs> Sorry, I've been sitting about one and a half hours on that joke. So you hold grudges about the weirdest things, man. <laughs> All right. But anyway, that's all the time that we have for Nerd to the Third Power this week. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We will see you next week. As always, I'm Dr. Gonzo. I'm the cat. I'm Scarblaze. I'm Brian, and I might not have a job next week. (laughs) Wow, way to end this show on a depressing note. So, Taka, play us out before we all just start crying. I mean, you're going to fire me. That's the joke. Oh.